Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to Creative Control, and I'm your host, Vish Khanna. How are you? Coming up later on this week's show, Tyler Franks will be here to discuss the Eden Mills Arts Festival, which takes place this May 25th and 26th. But first, our top story. Anyway, so like I said this morning, um, these allegations are ridiculous. It's another you know, uh, story uh, with respect to the Toronto Star going after me and so the so the video is just made up. The video is just a, just a fake. Mayor, are you saying the video is a fake? Well, last week the city of Toronto was once again embarrassed by its mayor, Rob Ford. This time things got really crazy. Allegations surfaced that a cell phone video exists in which Ford can be seen smoking crack cocaine while in the company of drug dealers. Though the video itself is yet to be seen by the general public, the Toronto Star says two of their reporters watched the video and can verify that it's real. But while the Star pimped this as an exclusive story on the front cover of their Friday, May 17th paper, the news was actually broken the night before by the American media outlet Gawker and their editor-in-chief John Cook, who watched the video with a tipster and the guy who purportedly filmed Mayor Ford smoking crack cocaine. Gawker first published this vivid tale to the world, as I say, on Thursday, May 16th. Now, Gawker has launched a crack starter crowdfunding campaign to raise $200,000 to buy and publish the video from the people who currently possess it. And, at last check, they're more than halfway to their goal after less than a week. Joining me now on the phone from New York City is Gawker's John Cook. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you doing? It's, I'm very well. It's nice to speak with you again. Likewise. Now, I know you've done this a bunch already, but uh, for people just catching up, can you tell us what you saw in this cell phone video? Um, so it's a, it's a, a video on an iPhone. Um, Rob Ford is the only uh, person visible in the frame. He, it's very well lit. 
um, and very clear. It's taken from a vantage point of someone sitting directly across from him and in front of him, maybe, you know, just seven feet away or something. Um, he's sitting uh, in a, uh, either a chair or a, or a couch in a room and looks like a room in a house or an apartment, a residential setting. Um, and in one hand, he is holding a clear glass uh, crack pipe, a, a clear glass globe with two cylinders sticking out of it. Uh, and in the other hand, he's got a lighter. Um, throughout most of the video, um, uh, there's a voice off camera uh, going on a sort of political rant, um, sort of uh, apparently in an attempt to goad Ford into responding. Hmm. And Ford kind of uh, mutters and objects and laughs, and, and he's sort of slurring his speech. And, and the, the voice off camera also sounds very uh, impaired and slurred. Hmm. Uh, and then after uh, some amount of time, I, I, you know, my recollection was something about 30 seconds. The Toronto Star reporters who saw the same video say it was about 90 seconds. Um, uh, but after, uh, toward the end, he leans forward, puts the pipe to his mouth, and lights it and inhales. Okay. Now, you use the word goad there. You, you think this was a setup from the get-go from these guys. You think they were trying to get him to act this. I mean, they, were, they knew he was coming over. They planned this thing. No, 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 no. I just mean that it, it's like guys hanging out, and someone's like sort of trying to just sort of you know, uh, get his coat. I, I don't think it was not a setup in the sense that the, the voice off cameras is is aware that the camera is running and is trying to get him to say anything. It's just simply in the sense that it's sort of guys screwing around and, oh, okay. and smoking crack and hanging out. You know, yeah, you know the way guys do. You know, they get together and exactly. they, they smoke some crack. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, again, how did you come to see this video? Uh, well, we you know we. You know, Gawker has no intrinsic interest in Toronto politics at all, but uh, Rob Ford has such a long history of uh, erratic behavior and, and racist pronouncements that, that you know, it's, it's reached our, uh, our, our shores, and, uh, and we've made fun of him in the past for it because he's a good character. Um, so uh, we got a tip about two weeks ago from someone who, you know, we have a reputation for paying for uh, for things and um, and uh, because we we do when when there are things that we think are, are newsworthy and, and valuable um, and uh, and since we've made fun of in the past and shown an interest in him, the, the a tipster sent us an email saying I've got a video of Rob Ford smoking crack cocaine um, you know I followed up we went back and forth the tipster sort of told a story that seemed credible enough to me. Um, to merit at least a, a quick trip to Toronto, and uh, I flew up there, and, and after a little bit of runaround, I, I was able to see the video, and, and, and you know, he had the goods. So the, the story was published uh, on a Thursday. Am I understand that you went to Toronto that same week? Yeah, I was in Toronto on, on Monday night, and uh, saw the video on Tuesday. Uh, flew back to New York Tuesday night, um, and what happened was that, you know, they wanted money, um, there, there. According to to the tipster, uh, there was there had been a forty thousand dollar on offer on the table from a Canadian news outlet that they had rejected as too low. Um, we weren't able to uh, match or exceed that, um, and uh, so you know I came back empty-handed and and couldn't couldn't make an offer that that was going to move the needle for them. So I thought that I was going to try to partner with. Um, 
some American uh, an American outlet uh, outlet because you know the, and it bro- you know broadcast TV and cable news uh, television in America it's pretty routine to pay licensing fees for video to copyright holders uh, so it wouldn't be out of too too out of the ordinary um, to to uh, for for you know ABC News or NBC News to, to to pay for something like this. So I thought if I brought it to them, we could come up with a, a, a way to partner. So I was talking to a number of different uh, outlets. Um, one of those outlets was CNN. Um, I confidentially um, relayed the information that I had to uh, a, 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 an associate of mine at CNN. The associate forwarded it with my permission to his producer to discuss whether or not they could do this. Um, I made very clear in the email that this was to be closely held um, and not to be distributed widely. Um, the producer, in what I think was a really um, dumb, sloppy mistake that, that uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm extremely angry about, uh, contacted their, their uh, reporter in Canada. And the reporter in Canada, in another dumb, sloppy mistake that I'm very angry about, called uh, a source of hers who is a former Rob Ford staffer. Uh, it very quickly got back to the tipster and to me and to other reporters in City Hall in Toronto that CNN was calling this, the mayor's office about a crack tape. Once that sort of, you know, once A, Ford, uh, you know, could reasonably be uh, assumed to have learned about the, the existence of the tape, and uh, once we knew that it's sort of gossip going around in Toronto City Hall, it became impossible for me to sit on the story. So uh, I went, went ahead and, and ran with it. So you, you contacted these sort of more corporate entities, these corporate media companies, primarily for financial backing, not for some kind of journalistic credibility. Right, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have too much of an interest in journal, journalistic credibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's, that's fair. Uh, in your article and in what you were just saying, you kind of referenced the fact that these guys with the video... They made you wait around a bunch, that there were a few attempts made before you finally got to see the video. And I, I know you, in in, the, in in your story, you kind of talk about how you contemplated whether or not this whole thing might be some kind of scam. But I'm curious, were you ever actually afraid? Did you come from the mean streets of New York and slightly fear for your <laughs> life in Toronto? Toronto is, is like, it's, it's, a, it's like the Matrix. It's like the city in the Matrix. The, it's the apotheosis of, of, a, of a clean, polite, lovely, sort of platonic ideal of the city. Uh, and coming back to New York from Toronto was a very, very uh, disheartening experience. <laughs> you land and all of a sudden there's just garbage everywhere and graffiti. You know, the graffiti in Toronto is sort of colorful and, and, and bright and, and really artful. And the graffiti in, in, in New York is, is, uh, is just is, is drab and ugly. And so, hmm. no, um, but uh, you know, I, I, I never, I, I, you know, I mean, obviously, you're, you know, you're you, you're dealing with people that you don't really have, a, you know, too good a, a, a sense of what's, what's, um, uh, what they're gonna do. But um, you know, I, I, I did, I was not. I mean, I was careful, and I was, you know, a little bit, um, um, you know, um, you know, I was, I was, I was careful and 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 made sure that I wasn't doing anything too stupid. But mm. I, I was never really afraid. No. Okay. No, that's fair. The circumstances here are actually very fascinating to me because it's a viral video story without the viral video. Can you maybe discuss what your take is on the occasionally skeptical reaction from other media sources to what you're reporting? Well, I mean, I can understand some skepticism to the extent that, you know, it's hard when, people, when you know, they, 
people that haven't seen it and they have to rely on on um on the people who have. I mean, one one thing I'd point out is that this is not just me. This is also to Toronto Star reporters who have actually covered him for years and been in the same room with him and and sort of have a, a relatively intimate knowledge of, of of him and his mannerisms and and um, and and you know can can uh, uh, I think reasonably be said to identify him on video. Um, you know, there there at some point you kind of go down an epistemological rabbit hole. <laughs> Um, it's very, very hard to fake a video. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, again, I, I can just stress that uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's a very clear video. These questions would certainly not be raised if the video were out and people saw it. Um, and uh, you know, I, 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 I was, I was doing one interview where someone was saying, you know, how do you know what he was smoking? And well, you know, no one will ever know what he was smoking because well, the thing he was smoking has been. Uh, destroyed and metabolized by his body. Um, there's no way to recreate it. So, you know, by by that uh, evidentiary standard, we'll never know. But, I mean, the, you know, the standard that most reporters uh, um, uh, rely on and most readers respect, uh, expect is that, you know, you, you, you look at what you what your eyes tell you and you listen to what the people uh, who, who know the things you want to know are telling you. So, yeah. um, you know, I saw him smoking crack, and the reason I know it was crack was because it was a crack pipe and because the guy who was in the room with him when he was smoking crack said it was crack and said he'd seen him smoking crack on several other occasions. So I have to, you know, rely on that. And, you know, the other thing that, that, um, that people have, have, have been raising is the fact that, um, you know, how can you trust uh, crack dealers? And my answer to that is... I, you know, if if I could purchase a copy of Rob Ford smoking crack cocaine from his priest, I would. But right. <laughs> if, if you're talking about getting a, a a video of the mayor of Toronto smoking crack cocaine, you're going to have to get it from someone who was in the room with him when he was smoking crack cocaine. And there's really no way around that problem of having to rely on 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 the kind of people who hang out with Rob Ford um, uh, and smoke crack with him. Yeah, there's there's a there's a kind of inflammatory section of your story that jumped out at me. And well, it's maybe not inflammatory, but it's about your information sources. The quote from the story is a lot of prominent people in Toronto purchase and enjoy crack and powder cocaine, and they all buy it from the same folks, the same folks Ford buys it from Ford's longtime friend, people on his staff, his brother, a prominent hockey analyst and more. So Rob Ford's brother is Doug Ford. I I think I understand that, but you know, I get that implication, but what specifically do you know about the rest of the people on this list? Uh, what, what I reported. So uh, you know, I, I can't really go into you know that beyond what I wrote um, at this point. But that was you know part of the of the story here, um, as told by these people. Um, and and again, the only evidence they had to back up what they were saying is a video of Rob Ford smoking crack cocaine. Hmm. But part of what what they were saying was was that. This is not, um, you know, this is not limited to Rob Ford. That there are a number of people, uh, prominent prominent Torontonians, um, who uh, who are also um, involved in purchasing this stuff uh, from from the same group of people, um, and uh, you know, the, 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 to the extent that they can offer, you know, I, I think a, a video of Rob Ford smoking crack cocaine is at least a, a, a good a good faith. Um, uh, a bit of evidence that, that there's something to what they're saying. So this, this is a bigger story than even the mayor? Yes, yeah. I believe that there is. What about Rob Ford's reaction thus far? All he's really said is, it's ridiculous. Uh, in your mind, is that an airtight defense against crack cocaine smoking allegations? 
<laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, it, 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 his reaction is not really surprising. To, it shouldn't be surprising to anyone who's followed him. Um, and I have not really followed him that closely, but just sort of, you know, again, Trump, uh, uh, Gawker's, you know, written a little bit about him and about him, and, and since this happened, I've obviously, like, you know, read up on his on his past. And you know, there is nothing in his public behavior uh, since he became mayor of Toronto that doesn't suggest a substance abuse problem. I mean, he has a, a, a an exceedingly long um, history of erratic, bizarre um, behavior. Um, and uh, the guy clearly has a problem, and mm. so you know he's not a rational person. He's not um, uh, he's not thinking uh, clearly, and I think his response to just try to say this is ridiculous and, and pin it on the Toronto Star, which hates him, um, is is just another example of, of, of poor decision making on 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 Rob Ford's part. So, what do you want? I mean, what would you hope he does in this point? At, at this point. Um. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I guess I hope he, he, you know, uh, steps down and 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 seeks help. Um, I guess, uh, uh, you know, I think it would be good for the for the, the the city of Toronto. Probably bad for for me because it would reduce interest in the story. I think the longer <laughs> he keeps silent, the, the, the more the pressure builds and the more more interest there is in the story, and it gets gets bigger and bigger. So for for pure mercenary self-interest, I guess, I guess, I hope, uh, he just, uh, stays the course and pretends this all isn't happening for, you know, the interests of the people of Toronto and, and himself and his family. I hope he gets help. You've got the crack starter campaign now to, to buy and publish this video. Let's say you succeed and you publish the video. What do you want to see happen after that? Um, likewise, I want him to, uh, I want him to step down. Uh, I want him to get help. Uh, I want there to be a criminal uh, investigation into his uh, his um, um, history of, of smoking crack. Uh, I want there to be um, you know political consequences for everybody who stood by him and supported him. I want uh, you know the people who enabled that kind of behavior to uh, to to you know suffer a, a political um, uh, loss of faith with the people of Toronto. Um, and uh, I guess you know, and, and you know, yeah, I want him to 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 you know get help and get clean. There seems to be a thing with mayors and crack cocaine. We've all heard the the sort of famous story, infamous story of uh, Marion Barry, mayor of Washington D.C., was busted for smoking crack cocaine. What, what, I don't know anything about. Do you know anything about crack cocaine, John? Do you, are you familiar with it? Do, do you know why I, um, a mayor might be drawn to it based on their vocational well, I mean, attributes? Many. many. Many more people. I know nothing about crack cocaine, but many, many more people than just mayors have been drawn to crack cocaine's uh, sure. uh, pleasures. So um, there seems to be. Uh, a I, I imagine it's with that. Well, I was just going to say there seems to be a propensity for mayors in particular. I, I, that's what I keep hearing about. I mean, that the big. St- I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Two two mayors in thirty years. I mean, when did when did Mary when Mary and Barry was in the eighties? Well, th- uh, those are two that have been that have been accused of this. Now, I mean. Who knows? Maybe there there's a whole a, mayoral cabal with crack cocaine. Now I'm, yeah. now I'm just joking. I mean, I tell you, we we would pay a million dollars for for a video of, of of Mike Bloomberg smoking crack. Right. But uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but but yeah, I, I you know, uh, mayors are people too. And Marion Barry was a little bit different because he was a because the the video was 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 much lower quality. It was back in the eighties. The technology wasn't there, and it was a surveillance video. Hmm. But he was, of course, you know, criminally entrapped by a 
by a, a corrupt FBI, as we all know. Right, of course, and this is this is, this is quite different. Uh, now, on the flip side, what happens if this video never goes public? How do you reconcile that with what you've seen and put out there? I mean, well, what what, hap- what happens if this video is destroyed? I mean, have you pondered this, John? I, I certainly have, and I, I mean, you know, that that's my fear, and um, uh, you know, I uh, you know, I, I certainly hope we can make it happen and make it get out. I think it's important for the people of Toronto that it get out. I think it's important that 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 people you know, know what he does in his free time. If it does not become public, it will be a real shame. And I'm, you know, I'm doing what I can to, to, to try to make sure that it does become public. But clearly his feeling is the longer he just denies it, the more time there, he's just buying time. I mean, if these, if these allegations are true, I mean, as much as you feel sort of, you know, that he's, you said earlier your reaction to his response, but obviously this is the course. What else is he supposed to do other than just come clean and admit it? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I think what he's supposed to do is come clean and, and admit it. Mm-hmm. I think um, from, you know, a rational person in his situation, I think would uh, deny it. it. In other words, um, from a from a pure PR perspective, um, if if the goal is to last this out and survive in the hopes that it never comes out, then the Machiavellian thing to do is to loudly lie and deny it. Um, because if it comes out, you're cooked either way. But if it doesn't come out, and your response was to kind of just uh, duck your head and kind of, you know, not say anything and hope it goes away, it still raises doubts in, in the minds of, of the people of, of Toronto. So, right. I'm going to be clear, I'm not advocating for him to, to stand up in line, just saying that the, 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 the sort of, um, I think any, any, um, uh, any PR expert uh, who's, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, learn it in the ways of lying to the public, um, which is what they get paid for, uh, would advise him to do to do just that and stand up and deny it. Right. Um, but uh, uh, if it doesn't come out, it would, you know, I, I, um, I uh, um, you know, I, I hope it does. <laughs> I, I can see why you hope it does for sure. And and this campaign, are you surprised by how well this crack starter campaign has gone? I am very surprised. I did not think it would get to this point this soon, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked that it that it has. And I think it's got a, you know, I, I didn't really think it had much of a chance. Um, and you, frankly, you said I that, thought, and you said that in your article. You said that the, the these people demanded six figures, and you're like, they're not going to get six figures. You're at six figures already. Yeah, and and you know, uh, it's it's kind of a weird, <laughs> weird thing. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's obviously different when you, when you sort of throw it open to the crowd, there's no one person coming up with that, um, with that kind of money. And it's not, it's not worth six figures to any one outlet, I don't think, but it, it is to, uh, all of Toronto collectively, hmm. uh, and everyone else is chipping in. So it's, 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 it's a real, it's an interesting thing. And I, I am surprised it's got up to where, where it is. I, I did not, you know, I, when they gave me the figure of 200,000, I figured this is, you're, you're not. And, but hey, you know, we'll just try it and see what happens. And, and I'm 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 pretty uh, I'm shocked that it that it seems to be happening. And I'm you know we'll 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 keep it going and see if we can get there. Yeah, well, I mean, for what it's worth, and I don't even know if I should be saying this, but best of luck with your campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now, John. The last- hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Last time you and I spoke, it was a more innocent time. It was the year 2009, and we were chatting about the... Uh, it was an oral history that you wrote called Our Noise, the Story of Merge Records. As I say, you co-authored it, actually, with Superchunks, Mac McCon, and Laura Balance. Uh, I'm curious, right. how much crack cocaine did you encounter in the writing of that book? I'm not going to get into that. It's That's not, all private. It's, yeah. a, it's yeah. private? Okay. We, we, I, I signed a very strict non-disclosure with them. So you I, can't I can't talk about... Okay, so there might have been some. Basically, you're saying there may have been some at some point. All right, that's fine. Are you uh, are you an active music writer these days? This is part of, for me, it was just like, John Cook, I knew you wrote for Gawker, and then this story happened. I'm like, wait a minute, John Cook, I, I just, I talked to him. Not, it felt like just the other day, and I, I kind of, we, we, we engaged on a music level. Are you an active music writer these days? You know, not really. I, I, I run Gawker, so... Um so that sort of takes up most of my time, uh, and I don't I don't uh, tend to write about music very much for the site. But I can tell you that I have heard the new forthcoming Superchunk record due in August called "I Hate Music," and it's it's amazing. It is amazing. I've heard it too. All right, <laughs> the, 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 the select we we the we the select few. I believe so. Yeah, I believe it's out August twenty eighth or something like that. Yeah, it's 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 really it's 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 a uh, it, it's a it's a great great record. I was very uh, very pleased to hear it. Kind of kind of picks up where the last one, Majesty's Shredding, kind of left off in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it has it has a um, uh, a um, it, 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 there's a timelessness to it that I think that, that, that Majesty's Shredding Shredding also had. My initial reaction to it was that I this this could have been recorded in. 1995 or 2005 or 2013. It was just it was it was just um, really um, just sort of solid, um, uh, um, you know, uh, rock at, at punk rock at, at its roots. So, it was, so it, uh, I, I, I hope people like it. What do you make of the news that Superchunk is actually going to tour without bassist Laura Balance because she has a, a hearing issue? I was almost in tears. I, uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm extremely bummed. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very sad too. I've, I've seen the band a few times, and uh, they're one of my favorite bands, one of the most influential bands uh, on me as a person who likes music and plays music. And uh, yeah, it's a bummer. And uh, I, yeah, it's, it seems like something she maybe can overcome. I, 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 the, the post that she sent out in the world had this sort of lightness to it, like, "Hey guys, I have the situation." And I'm working on it, and but I mean, do you think she's done, done, or? Well, I mean, she said she's gonna um, uh, show up at some shows, you know, when when she thinks she can can keep the noise, when she thinks she can address it for, and 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 and, uh, and it won't be too bad. Um, I'm not quite 
sure what that means, but I gather that just means that she'll try to do a couple shows here and there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's, um, it doesn't sound like it's, um, like it's, um, you know, really affected her day-to-day hearing. It yeah. sounds more like it's a, it's a chronic problem that's, that's made worse by continued exposure to noise and, and, and she's just trying to limit it. It's a, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce it. It's, it's, the condition is hyper, oh, do you know how to say it? <laughs> Hyperoclesis. I do not. Okay, I don't know yeah, either, do. but maybe I'll look it up and we'll figure it out. But yeah, it sounds like a, it's a rough deal for Super Junk fans. But uh, uh, hopefully, as, as we say, the record's great and they've got someone filling in for Laura on their upcoming tour. So go see Super Chunk, everyone. It's going to be, uh, it's, I imagine it's still going to be a great show. I can't vouch for it. I haven't seen them with a the new person. Uh- yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be, it'll be a bittersweet, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a, 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 a good show nonetheless with, with uh, three fourths of the, of the team. Back to the uh, video for a second, because I, I have kind of a uh, sort of a musical question. Two parts. First of all, in the video of Rob Ford uh, that that you watched, uh, where he's smoking crack cocaine, is there a soundtrack? Is there music playing in the background? There is not. No, but okay. I'm sure once it, if we get it out, I'm sure someone will, will, will put it to music. I'm sure. Well, be sure. Yeah. They'll auto tune it or something, right? Yeah, yeah, right. If you yourself could take a moment to contemplate this, what songs do you think Rob Ford is most likely to listen to while high on crack cocaine? Um, I don't know what he's into. I mean, he seems like a kind of uh, uh, he seems like a sort of classic rock guy, like mm-hmm. a smoke on the water kind of guy. Sure. Uh, um. Uh. A. a uh, he, he's what's what's. So what are the Canadian? I don't think he's a Rush guy. Um, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer—they're Canadian, right? Uh, I should know this as a Canadian, but I don't think they are. I, I don't believe they are. I should maybe check this while we're sitting here. I'm pretty sure they're not. Why do you think they are? I don't know because they were a little bit froggy, and I don't know. Let's see. Um, oh no, they're British. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure. You're checking too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think they were. Yeah. Um, there's like April wine. Uh, How about April wine? It's like April wine, maybe, or, uh, you mentioned I Rush. Know what it, I don't know. See, right, he doesn't see Rush seems a little bit sophisticated for him. Um, uh, I don't know what, I don't know anything about April wine. Okay. Um, uh, you just but, assume uh, it's some Canadian rock though. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who the Canadian, who, who, who the, 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 the sort of Canadian, the Canadian classic rockers are. Um, See, I hesitate to mention any suggestions just because I don't want to, you know, disparage anybody. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm from, I have to live here, and if I mention that I think Rob Ford listens to a band, it may not, you know, the band might not you appreciate it. You don't want to associate it. them with Rob Ford. Yeah, they might not appreciate the. No offense, right? no offense to anyone. No offense to Mayor Ford or anybody. I just don't want to. I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to stay neutral here on it. I just, I thought you're, you might. You're independent journalist. <laughs> kind of, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to just, you know. <laughs> Stay rise above this thing, but I, I just thought you might have right. a sense of it, just based on what you've uh, you know gleaned from his character thus far. No, I, I, I uh, maybe some Brian Adams. Oh, interesting choice. Bachman Turner Overdrive. That's what I was thinking. Oh, you you went Emerson Lake and Palmer. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah, <laughs> I made the com- the very common Emerson Lake and Palmer ELP BTO. Uh, mix-up. Happens all the time. All right, so if the video ever gets released, perhaps someone should set it to some BTO. Right, or or uh, I mean, you could you could do a nice um, uh, medley of Canadian uh, classic rock. Uh, 
We're joking about this is bad. This is a bad situation for Canada. This is just an embarrassing situation here, isn't it? It's really bad. Hopefully, you know. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, the problem is it just goes so directly against the the um, you know the, the reputation that Canada has for you know sort of clean, uh, uh, mild mannered governance. You know, it's. I mean, there there are very few. You know, there. You know, an American mayor smoking crack is sort of a, a mid-level story, but if it's a, a, you know Canadians, all of a sudden this this spotlight has been has been cast, and people realize, aside from the crack smoking, even before the crack smoking, that Rob Ford is such a such a disaster hmm. um, as a as a person and a mayor. Um, it, it's it's very un-Canadian. Well, I, we appreciate your thoughts on it, and uh, you know, for what it's worth, uh, thanks for breaking this story. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> John Cook is the editor of Gawker.com, and I reached him today in New York City. Uh, it's a pleasure to speak with you, John. Thanks for the chat. Hey, my pleasure. Hey there, thanks for checking out the Creative Control Show. If you want to email me, you can at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's Creative Control with two Ks. I'll let you figure out where the Ks go. 93.3, all one word, creativecontrol93.3 at gmail.com. And uh, just so you know, the show does air on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. You can listen to it online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the Kitchener-Waterloo region, 93.3 FM in Guelph. Also of note, if you go to my website, vishkana.com, that's V-I-S-H-K-H-A-N-N-A.com, you can sign up for the Creative Control mailing list and uh, keep tabs on what's happening on the show. So there you go. Thanks. Listen, I don't know about you, but this weekend I'm planning to go to the Eden Mills area because there's, uh, there's this event called the Jazz in the Barn event happening on Sunday, which That's I'm right. planning on checking out. And it's uh, it works in conjunction with the Eden Mills Arts Festival. And here now to discuss this further is a, a young woman by the name of Tyler Franks. Hi, Tyler. H- Hello, Vish. How are you? I'm very well. You you were taken aback by my assertion that you might be a young woman. I was a little bit shocked, and, but I'm not appalled. Don't I'm, be shocked. I'm, I'm deeply thrilled. We're all young at heart, aren't we? <laughs> it's an accusation I will take to the bank. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you. Can you first of all describe, uh, rather discuss your involvement in this festival? Sure. I was out of the room when this came up, and I was told to report here by Peter, who's now taking pictures, Peter Grimaldi, mm-hmm. um, the group just felt that I could come here and be their spokesperson. Okay. So I'm a participating artist with the Eden Mills Arts Festival, um, been hanging out with those folks for a couple of years now, uh, to my benefit, I will say. Okay. Wonderful group of people. So. And what can you tell us about the organization itself? How long has this uh, arts festival been going on? All right. So this is the 12th year. Um, but like anything, it's it's had iterations. It's grown. There's a long-standing festival in the in the village, the Eden Mills Writers Festival. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Quite Paul. familiar with it, yeah. Yeah, 25th so, anniversary this uh, this There September. you go. Yeah. So it's a biggie. Um, this, I believe, grew out of really just um, maybe there was a studio drawing uh, uh, group that was getting together at the local community hall, and they said, "Hey, the, you know, per capita, we've got a lot of good artists here. Let's do something with that." So they started having a, a pretty humble studio tour 
Um, although I will say humble in so much as, uh, you know, everyone's rolling up their sleeves and getting stuff done mm-hmm. and coordinating. There's no, no room for pretense or prima donnas. You got to multitask. You're an artist and you're also, you know, the music coordinator or you're putting up tents, whatever it takes. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the professionalism is there. So this is, there's a high, high level of professionalism. Now what's cool about where it's gone over this, this the, the past couple of years is uh, they've changed the name. It used to be Art in Eden. Um, now we are the Eden Mills Arts Festival. And we took on that moniker, I guess, just as uh, artists get together, just as, you know, in your own dialogue creatively. Mm-hmm. You get restless. You want to grow. Um, a group of us were sitting around, and I guess it just felt like in some of these meetings we wanted more. We wanted to deliver more and not be just another arts festival or a studio tour, rather. So the idea was to pull in, put out a, a call for artists and pull in some performance arts, some diverse media, whatever, you know, we, we had tolerances for, you know, come on, come on out and bring it here and, and let's see what you've got. So um, that's grown over the past three years. Now, uh, I, I sent you the music lineup last night. It's mm-hmm. tremendous, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, yeah. I, I, should I pull it up now? Do you have it on, on at the ready? Do you want to I tell have, people who's I have, I have some names I can drop, so... Uh, I, I mean, I do want to focus on the fact this is a visual arts festival, yeah. um, but uh, for free during the day, we do have musical performers coming out to the uh, the Village Square, which is directly adjacent to the Welcome Center and the Community Hall in uh, in Eden Mills. And you can see the likes of Peter Light, uh, Corey McBride J- Jazz Collective, uh, Christopher Roberts, uh, who is of the Modern Field Recordings uh, Endeavor. Um, Kim Logue, I want to say Logue. I hope I got that's that right. right. Yeah, that's U- right. Ukulele. Um, the House of Good Cheer. Uh, and also, of course, I've mentioned Shannon Kingsbury will be performing, uh, performing along with um, some aerial acrobatics, a group. Yes. Aerial yeah. acrobatics? Like there for real? will be aerial acrobatics wow. artists. Uh, yes. Nice. Ball of Vins will be performing as well while she's playing. Oh, cool. So, yeah. That, that is pretty cool. Well, That's why pretty don't, amazing. Why so both Saturday and Sunday, there will be a full lineup of, of music just rolling beside the hall. Now, Eden Mills seems to be this very warm and inviting place. And, uh, you know, they have the Eden Mills uh, Writers Festival where people, uh, are, you know, invite others to come on their property, on their on their land, on their, you yes. know, into their homes, these things, and, and, and experience this festival. And there's something very similar going on with the Eden Mills Arts Festival, correct? And a lot of the same, some of the same players. Same I would people. Say. Yeah. You know, that's uh, they kind of recycle their their titles. I would say, and just have to put on their different hats. And sometimes you see them in the same day wearing a different hat, uh, depending what the cause is. So uh, the village um, has this amazing. Um, inclusive sort of attitude. So you've got, as I mentioned, professional artists, people who actually are, that's what they do. Right. And then you have just uh, folks who are emergent artists, the young people. There's always a mentoring, a lot of a strong mentoring um, and, and peer-to-peer mentoring as well. So when I uh, moved to the village, I didn't move there with the intention of, of uh, showing or getting involved in any way. I always wanted to live there because it's one of those places once you go, you kind of if you're like me, you, you you get drawn to the river and the nature. I used to bring my children to play at the park, drive in from Guelph to go to Eden Mills to to take the the, the journey there and play there. So um, just because it's historic and it's picturesque, hmm. but the people in the village, um, as as I already mentioned, very warm, uh, good-hearted, generous, 
uh, group and very creative and uh, and uh, characteristic of that, they've got this uh, this drive to pull people in. So I would just strongly recommend – there's a lot of times in the, when you're interfacing with the people who come to these events, it feels like they feel like there's this line drawn. And they're not they're, – they want to be artists, but they're on the other side. Hmm. And what I would say is just come and be in proximity to the you – know, and discover there is no line. <laughs> it's a warm and inviting place <laughs> for, for emergent artists as well. Yeah, just just come and join in. Get a sense of what and, – and, and, you know, there's there will be call for artists uh, going out uh, for this event and for other events that are similar. Just dissolve that line and cross over it and participate because it's so worthwhile. So your take on it is that the scenery and the location is really what draws artistic-minded people to that place? Uh, and I think just just the, the, the generous spirits, like-minded spirits, uh, culturally grounded, aware um, activists, you know, p- people who really are, are looking to make things happen either uh, in the village or, or globally. Hmm. So, and it's what's beautiful again is it spills right down to the kids. You know, we had a hopscotch for hope uh, last year, the year before, uh, and here with just these young people orchestrating this, this uh, amazing event to raise money and awareness for specific causes. So, um, anyway, I should call out some of the um, some of the uh, the, the uh, folks who are involved in this particular event uh, that we have going, the Eden Mills Arts Festival. I want to make sure that I talk about when we talk about volunteers, warm hearts, uh, great expertise. That we mention Paul Christie, who's our executive director, two years running now. Okay, he's just put a lot of energy into it. We have a guest artist who came on board, uh, Beryl Dawson, from the Wellington Art Gallery, and she was just she mentioned to me, she, uh, you know took me aside and mentioned to me uh, just how amazing it was to be with a group of people who are just so willing to roll up their sleeves and get stuff done and being so generous with their time and energy. So, and Paul definitely is, well, you know, helping lead us uh, in a really effective, wonderful way um, and helping us to crystallize what it is we're attempting to do together as an artist's collective. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you can have divergent views and you, you need that strong leadership, strong but gentle yeah. leadership to get things done. One of the events uh, taking place this weekend is the Jazz in the Barn event uh, featuring Peter Appleyard and uh, Canadian jazz legends of the highest order. Uh, That's this Sunday, May 26th. And my understanding is part of the goal of this event is to raise awareness about uh, going carbon neutral. This is a big initiative in the village. Can right. you talk a little bit about that? I can only say that going carbon neutral, uh, we have a survey that goes around once a year. Uh, I participate in the survey. We have to grade ourselves on how we've been doing yeah. uh, throughout the year to get some metrics uh, at that individual level and then collectively to see how we're, how we're uh, pushing toward our goal of being carbon neutral. Uh, they have a very active um, and, and very accountable group of folks who are running this is very serious about it. So, yeah. Well, yeah. There's a, there seems to be a conscientiousness among the group of people that live in the village, and I, I think that's really uh, remarkable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know. I, I have grown my recycling to uh, to new new levels <laughs> since I moved there. Um, there's something about being just brushing shoulders people day to day, uh, yeah. tree planting, all of that stuff, just in general, uh, even to the point where we have youth groups that are, you know, they have the environmental leadership program over at the uh, Camp Edgewood. And just in general, there's just a real little a real drive to keep that on, on kids' radar. I mean, today when we read that, you know, kids are spending the average six minutes outside meaningfully interacting with nature as opposed to six hours in their virtual worlds, uh, we need to we need to kind of get that flip balance. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Tyler, you yourself are a participant. Are there any other uh, highlights that you want to cite right now? Well, 
obviously, uh, the the big draw, both Saturday and Sunday, 11 to 5, um, we've got a focal point is we've got tents set up downtown. Uh, downtown, I say that little tongue-in-cheek. The kids always <laughs> laugh at me when I say I'm going downtown. But we've got uh, the In a Heartbeat Gallery downtown. There will be eight artists showing in the hall along with uh, lunch and baked goods, uh, all, again, donated by the community um, and run by group uh, by some folks there. Um, there's a $200 gift certificate you can enter to win uh, or a piece of your choice or, you know, uh, commission uh, somebody using that $200 from the artist collective that's showing. So uh, we've got some great opportunities. Again, Jazz in the Barn, you mentioned that. Yep. Some of the art will be silent auctioned over there mm -hmm. as well on the Sunday. Um, and really this focal point in the downtown area, lots of people being able to come through, very similar to the Writers Festival vibe. In fact, same tense. <laughs> right, right. So uh, really just wanting to make sure people understand you've got fine art from all types of uh, oils, pastels, uh, photographic art, uh, fiber art, sculpture being wood, clay, some stone, mm -hmm. um, just more performance art there performers than we, we'd had before, musically speaking, as well. So I think we've got a tremendous offering, all for free. All for free, rain or shine. Rain or shine, and it's just going to be shine. And <laughs> if I it is, honestly, there's a high pressure. You just said it. There's you a high pressure weather. system. Yeah. We're getting all the bad weather out of the way early this year. Mm -hmm. It may be a little cold in the morning. You might want to bring a sweater if you're coming early. But I think by the time things get rolling, it's going to be beautiful. And I want to say it's one of those springs where – Every morning, it seems to have amped itself up, and you feel like, good Lord, I haven't been paying any attention at all. All this beauty yeah. has been all around me, and how could I have you know, been missing it? The river is beautiful, the lilacs, there's you know, uh, orioles singing, and the apple blossoms are falling, and it's just spectacular. Are you, are you writing a song right now? It I just seems like of, you might be writing rapping. some sort I'm of rapping. song. Yeah, no, it's nice. <laughs> uh, once again, for more information about the Eden Mills Arts Festival, visit EdenMillsArtsFestival.com. It takes place this May 25th and 26th. Tyler Franks, thanks again. Thank you. There you go. That's it. That's the end of the first episode of Creative Control. I want to thank my guests today, John Cook and Tyler Franks. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for doing that. If you want to keep tabs on the show, go to vishkana.com. That's V-I-S-H-K-H-A-N-N-A.com. Vishkana.com. And uh, you, while you're there, you can sign up for the Creative Control mailing list so you can keep tabs on future guests and what's coming up on the show and other stuff as well. If you want to email me, creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creativecontrol with two Ks, 933 at gmail.com. I'll get back to you. Maybe we can talk about stuff. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just making this up as I go along. Anyway, thanks for checking it out. I will talk to you soon. Oh, and thanks to Hot Snakes and Jim Guthrie for providing some music uh, on today's today's show. Here's Jim now. Wish I were you. Check out his new record, Takes Time, jimguthrie.org. Okay, bye for now, everybody. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.